afternoon. It's nighttime where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> it is here too, man. Um, so welcome to the takedown. Um, today's guest is Reggie Barnett Jr. He's fighting this weekend on the uh, the BKFC card in uh, that's in Tampa, right? No, they moved it to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, at the Greater Fort Lauderdale Convention Center. Sweet, sweet man, dude! I'm excited to talk to you, man. I um, I've been a, a big BKFC fan since it came back, and uh, so fun fact about you for people who, who might not know, um, you were in the first BKFC lightweight title fight in over 130 years, right? Yeah. It was the first lightweight bare knuckle world title fight in over 130 years. Unfortunately, um, I came up a little short, but it was one hell of a fight. And two things that Johnny said wasn't going to happen in the fight happened. So <laughs> I'll take that as a personal battle. <laughs> a Man, personal I, I rewatched that fight. Um, I watched it a couple days ago when I when I first landed the interview with you. Which, by the way, thank you, Vince Anderson uh, from BKFC. Yeah, definitely. Vince is awesome. He has been reaching out to me and setting up so many different people to talk to. And like I said, Josh, thank you for taking the time to interview me. So no, no problem, man. No problem at all. Um, I, I rewatched your fight with with Bedford, man, and that was a good ass fight, man. That was that was a super close fight. Yeah, I, the knockdowns are the only thing that really won that fight for him. For real, I think it was the knockdowns that won the fight because. Of course, he won the first round, 10-7, two knockdowns. I won the second round, hands down. I came back. I was beating him the third round, and then I just ran into that right hand like an idiot. And it didn't even hurt. I was just more off balance. But, of course, he got a knockdown. And then the fourth round, I beat him up again. And then the fifth round, I was beating him up. But he realized that he was already winning on the card. So he kind of just fooled around in the last round, which you can't, you know, you can't blame him. He's trying to win a world title, so. What are what are your nerves like for that? Um, like going into a world title in a, a relatively oh my new sport. <laughs> I can't even. The I, I think the pressure for that fight was unlike any kind of pressure for any fight that I've ever had. And I've fought for titles before, you know. I've I have one pro boxing title, and I, I didn't find out I was fighting for that title until I was in the ring, and then. They jumped in the ring, and they're like, this is going to be for the USBU Super Featherweight. I'm like, what? I didn't know. I was like, oh, well. <laughs> you know, so, but knowing in the work that I put in to get there, it was it was, it was a lot of pressure, and, I, and I'm and i going to be honest, I think I got, I let a little bit of it get to me, you know, as far as after the knockdown, I didn't go back to the game plan immediately, which I knew would carry me through regardless. I just kind of got up and was like, oh, you want to fight? All right, well, let's, let's fight. <laughs> Man, I was I was super impressed with your performance though, man. Even I mean, knockdowns aside, I mean you were, man, you were taking it to him there for a minute, man. I I really enjoyed that. Um, so before you went That's, into that fight, you had you had three. You were three and zero BKFC. Um, do you yeah, it would have been four and zero, but Joe Suervera didn't show up for the quarterfinals of the tournament, in, so I got to buy. Right, he didn't show yeah. up at all. No, he didn't show up at all. Has that ever happened to you before? Somebody just not show up? Yeah. Really? Believe it or not, it has. <laughs> oh my gosh. What are What is that like? Like, are you? Because I, I I'm a fighter myself, so I know you get the nerves and and a lot of it's, times it's, like you'll be. It's you'll, annoying. Yeah. <laughs> More than anything, it's annoying because it's like you put in all this preparation, you're ready to fight, and then 
and then you know your opponent doesn't show up so it's like well damn you almost feel like you wasted the last six or eight however you know especially when the weight cut really sucks too are you are you cutting a yeah. lot of weight uh this fight i am believe it or not um we're cutting 10 pounds for this one the last fight i only the world title fight i think i cut like two pounds and i still weighed underweight uh, i normally box at 120 and 130 pounds so fighting bare knuckle at 135 is always me fighting above my weight class but i've never complained i won't complain to this day and you know, i'm just we got bigger stronger definitely like you can see if you put a picture of me for the johnny fight next to a picture of me when i weigh in with uh, Matt this weekend you, you can see the size increase in me and that's just because I wanted to be able to handle fighting guys that are bigger than me all the time well that's I was watching the video you just posted on your Instagram uh what I say just posted, but it was, it was six days ago of you uh you doing the conditioning and like you just look thicker like like you look like you've gotten bigger you know yeah that's what I wanted to do I wanted to get bigger because I mean in, in the times in the Johnny fight uh, I, I went in and I got I would get the best of the clinch, but then his size advantage and he would just kind of manhandle my ass. And I'm like, well, this this is never happening again. So what do we do to resolve this problem? And I sat down with my strength and conditioning coach and um, my head coach, of course, my dad. And he's like, well, we're going to get stronger. We're going to get a little bigger. We're going to cut from a little higher weight rather than me cutting from 140, 141. I'm cutting from 145 now. So. He's kind of big for for the weight class too, though. He's like five ten, isn't he? Yeah, I'm fighting another another bigger opponent. That's not nothing new. We've been training. Um, we specifically brought in some guys that were a lot significantly taller than me, so I can work on adjusting to the height difference and getting inside and doing what I need to do. That is awesome, man. So this weekend, um, you're fighting Matt Murphy. Um, yes. Are you, are you a predictions guy? Do you do you kind of do you predict or do you just kind of just kind of let it work itself out, go in confident? It, 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 I mean, everybody keeps asking me for predictions, and really, I mean, I'm gonna go in there, and the intention is not to knock him out; it's to make him quit. I love it, man. That is that is the most gangster shit. <laughs> like that is. I don't want to knock him out. I I want him to not want to fight anymore. You know, awesome. uh, in the Travis Thomas fight, you could see going into the fifth round, Travis didn't want to fight anymore, but he's got too much heart to quit. We're going to see if, if if Matt has that kind of heart. Because we already know that I have that kind of heart. You don't get up off the canvas three times and keep going forward against a bigger guy, you know, without some type of, you know, want, desire, heart. I'm, I'm just built like that. I don't know why. Sometimes I can't even fathom it. Like, at work... I was like, all right, y'all, it's fight week. I'm going to take it easy. You know, y'all do what y'all. And they're like, you know you're not going to do that. You're not built like that. And I'm, and I'm just not, you know. <laughs> Dude, I went, I dove in head first and did my job. I didn't lay back like, I, you know, some of the other people do. I can't, so. That's awesome, though. And it says a lot about you, too. It says a lot about your work ethic, you know. Which, um, looking at your Instagram, man, and then talking to you today, uh, you know, we, we got kind of pushed back a little bit, man. Uh, you said you've been at the gym all I, day, man. I had two practices today. I had, uh, I got up at, what time did I get up at? 4.30? I got up at 4.30 this morning, and I went and I ran three miles. Um, then I went to work, and work today was, was very 
demeaning and belittling. I'm not. I don't even want to go into what I had to do at work today. Some days it's good. Some days it's just absolutely disgusting. And today was an absolutely disgusting day. <laughs> and when I got home from work, I took a like an hour nap, and then I went to the gym. I had an hour and a half of training with my head coach, my dad, and then I went out to um, Grindstone. Uh, I've been working with Chase the Weapon over there, so and I had an hour session with him. Then I worked out for another half an hour, and I was like, "Oh shit, I got an interview at nine. I gotta go." <laughs> what's it? Uh, what's it like training with your dad, man? Because when I was when I was uh, wrestling, my dad was my strength and conditioning coach, and it it kind of adds like a weird, um, like a, a different side to your to your father son relationship, you know, when when it becomes like a coach and, and, a, and a fighter. So what what's that like for you? Um, I mean, there's good times and there's bad times. Um, anybody who knows who my dad is, he's a hard man to deal with sometimes. So, uh, every now and then when I'm trying to bring something new or, you know, get creative, he's like, ah, oh, stick with the basics. You know, he's old school. You know, he, he's old 60 school, now. So, um, yeah, that, uh... yeah, pretty much, you know, and, but then, you know, it's, it's awesome. Like he messaged me yesterday and was like, iron asylum, 6 p.m., and inside, I'm screaming, no, you know, like, I don't want to go. But I went, and I had a blast. And actually, my dad, he's 60 years old. We were doing, like, the 30-foot rope climb. He climbed up that shit. He was like, I can do it. I ain't <laughs> You know? So, and, and that makes it fun. You know? So, when, when you think about as hard as I'm training, when I have my dad there who's, you know, actively participating and, and giving insight and just being there to support me, not just as a coach, but also as a dad, it makes it even more fulfilling, enjoyable, and it doesn't make the training as tough as you know it. it like we're still training hard, but it just it, it doesn't feel like work, you know. Yeah, and and, and that makes sense too. Um, so let me let me back. And up then there are some times when we just don't get along, and you can tell he's generally working me to death because he's getting some weird satisfaction out of watching <laughs> me suffer. But that's okay. <laughs> So, so let me back up for a second, man. How did the, the BKFC opportunity kind of present itself to you? How did you get involved, I guess? Uh, I mean, they had an open, like, tryout call in 2016. And my manager, you know, she just, you know, placed a little extra call to Dave Feldman and his crew to let them know that I was coming up there for the tryout and... Uh, my dad didn't initially want to take me to do bare knuckles, so I got my other coach to take me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know, the, the rest is kind of history. I went up there. I showed out. I, I'll stand by it to this day. Man, it, uh, I mean, it's, I'll it's stand by to this awesome. day, hands down. I was one of the best fighters there at the tryouts. You know, I still feel like I'm one of the best fighters in the league. Uh, so... Yeah, and then we waited, and we waited, and then finally we got that call that it was legal, and, you know, so here we are now, from BKFC1 to BKFC10. What's that like? Whenever you, you're, you said you were sitting around waiting for it to become legal, um, what's what's that like? Is it, is it like when you get that call, is it almost like Christmas morning, like, like oh shit, it's time? Hell yes. Yeah. Yes, when, when, when my manager called me and said, hey, they've just legalized it in Wyoming, they're going to put you on the card. I mean, my fiance is standing here. I think I ran around. <laughs> I ran around jumping up and down and yeah. screaming and just, I couldn't even, I was so elated when I got that call. We were doing the first bare knuckle. I just, I wanted, I mean, I've been fighting, you know, bare knuckle 
<laughs> street fighting. Yeah, yeah. street fighting all my life on top of my boxing and my MMA. Uh, but to actually do it on, you know, the uh, in the big leagues, I guess if that's what you want to call it. For it. Doing it legitimately. <laughs> rather than having like one of my fights in Mississippi was like in the somebody's backyard in like a kennel cage, you know. <laughs> so I think I was what eight? I, was I eighteen or nineteen? I was like eighteen 19. or nineteen. I think I was nineteen then. You know, I wasn't a pro fighter or anything. It was just you know a backyard brawl thing. And they're like, "Hey, this guy fights Golden Gloves in Virginia." And they're like, "Oh, get in there, man!" You know. <laughs> Is it? So uh, to be was, able it to, was it sort of like did the, you uh, see the that? Was it sort of like Kimbo Jorge days? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and honestly, not a lot. Of, I, I don't talk about it. I'll share with you. My record underground is 27 and 3. So. Man, I love it. Brawling, man. That's. I like those type of people, like the scrappy, like the brawlers, because, like, it turns out, like, those are the more real kind of people. You know what I'm saying? They've been through some shit and have seen. Oh, I definitely been through some shit. So. I could, I could tell you some stories you wouldn't even, you'd be like, come on, man, are you being honest? And I couldn't, yeah. Like that Mississippi, that fight, I I fought five times in one night. I won the first fight. I got my nose broke. And I went to get out of the little cage thing. And he's like, nah, nah. If you win, you stay in. I got 400 on the black kid. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and this other dude comes running in the cage. And he's like... You know, he had to be on some kind of drug or something because he's like, Rawr! and I'm like, okay. And he was like, are you ready? And my eyes are still watering. My nose is still bleeding a little bit. And I was like, what? He's like, fight. And the dude comes running at me. And I kind of just stepped to the side and threw like a five-piece combination. And he dropped. <laughs> and uh, they're like, and everybody's looking at me. I'm kind of looking at him like, do I jump on him? Do I, what? And what do I do? the dude comes over. <laughs> The dude comes over and he looks at him and he waves him and two dudes run in and grab him and like pick him up and drag him out. And I'm like, all right, I'm getting out of here. And he's like, no, you win, you stay in. And I ended up fighting three more dudes. That last fight though, I quit. I'll be honest. I just, I was just so, because the fourth fight, I was so exhausted. Me and that boy rolled around and rolled around in the dirt for like a good 12 minutes straight. And I just, and I ended up catching him in a, in a triangle choke and put him to sleep, so, and I was like, alright, I'm done, and they're like, no, no, you win, you stay in, and the other dude got in, and they said fight, and we clashed for all, of like, 20 seconds, and I just kind of crumbled to the ground and tapped the ground, like, yo, I'm done. Man, <laughs> I can't bro- fight no more. <laughs> with a broken nose after, like, five rounds? <laughs> Shit, dude. No, the, first, the very first fight, this dude was, like, brolic, man, I ended up in his full, I had this guy fully mounted, I'm not lying, fully mounted, my knees almost up in his armpits. You know when you have a high mount where the dude can't go nowhere? Mm-hmm. And he literally just like rage sat up and headbutted me in my face. Oh my and God. I was like reeling from the headbutt. Like it, I didn't know that headbutting was even legal. So I just headbutted him back. Like I don't even know how many times I just started headbutting him back. And he went to sleep. That's how I won the first fight. <laughs> and then that's why I was kind of like I'm... I'm done, you know, and they're like, no, you win, you stay in, and I'm like, oh my gosh, so, but it was fun, you know, it was a life experience, and I think it helped, you know, build my toughness a little bit, that's why you saw me when Johnny knocked me down like that, get up, I mean, we've seen him hit other guys like that, and what did they do, they quit, they didn't get up, 
Man, that that is so awesome. It started headbutting him. <laughs> so, uh, oh, man, I headbutted the mess out of him. So you said you said you got your nose broke there, um, and, and you yeah. kept fighting. I I read, and I don't know how true it is, that after your first BKFC fight, you you broke both your hands. Is that true? Yep. And then you fought um, again twelve weeks later. Yep. Holy <laughs> shit. Dude, I'm, you know, I was I was a Reggie Barnett fan before this, but dude, I'm in your corner for life, bro. Like, if I'm ever in a street fight, I'm calling you. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm running in a street fight now because <laughs> I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> Man, I, I feel that. I, I do feel that. I, but, I'm no, not going to um, be mad at you. <laughs> I, um... I threw a left uppercut right hook, and I mean, I timed it perfectly on Travis. And most people I hit that punch with, that combination with, they fall. And I hit him, I mean, go back and watch the first fight. I think it was either the second or the third, I think it was the second round. I stepped back, I, I, I faded forward, and I stepped back, and I threw a left uppercut right hook, hit Travis, clean his clock, perfect, and broke both my hands. Bing, mm. bing. Because I threw him as hard as I could throw him, because I figured... I knew I had him dead to rights. So I was like, I'm about to rip these. And he just ate them shits. <laughs> and so, by the time the fourth round came around, I'm like, Dad, I can't keep my hand closed anymore. And he's like, well, use your left. And so I went and I used my left. <laughs> and I heard that one. And going into the fifth round, he was like, all right, it's time for you to stop playing and get him on up out of here. And I was like, all right. So if you watch the fight, I came out like a whirlwind in the fifth round. I hit him with a good 10 punches in the first 20 seconds. But that second combination, jab, right hook to the body, right hook to the head, straight left to the face. I mean, almost one of my bread and butters. I, and I hit him flush with it. And he just rolled his head and looked back at me. And I felt my hand. I was like, fuck it, bro. We just, we're going to decision now. <laughs> God, dude. And then you fought 12 weeks later. Like, like, did you, were you in a cast in the, in the 12 no, weeks? No, 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 no. We didn't. We didn't, no, we didn't do no cast or nothing, man. I just, I just heal, man. You get one life, I, I just, I'm a warrior, bro. I'm a Viking. It heals Dude, how it heals. And, and it paid it off, too. And it paid off, too, because you had two fights after that. You won both of them, you got a title shot. Like, it's so, un like, it's it's crazy to me that you just broke your hands and you just said, ah, oh, whatever. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's incredible shit. Thank you, man. Anything no problem, just, man. So sometimes when you're faced with a choice and you know what you're fighting for, you just gotta fight through it. You know, I'm fighting for my family. Um, I'm, I'm fighting for God. I'm fighting for all the people out there who have been through the struggle like I am. And if I feel like if I just you know quit on myself, then I then I'm quitting on all of that. And so I just I can't do that. That's beautiful, man. It it really is, man. I uh, like I said, man. If if anybody wasn't a fan of yours before listening to this, like I'm pretty sure you just made a bunch of new fans, man. Cause like you're you're funny and you're you're like you're so relatable. You know what I mean? Um, I told you, man. I, you asked. You said, "Is there anything you don't want to talk?" I told you, bro. I'm an open book. I have no shame about anything that's happened, anywhere I've been, anything that I've done, because it's made me the person that I am today. And I hopefully. Well, not hopefully. I use that to try to inspire other people to chase their dream, man. I I read before um, before me and you got started. I read somewhere that 
that when Bedford was, was like talking trash to you, you didn't want to talk trash back. You said you'd let your hands do the talking. And I, I really yeah. respect that, man. That is like the warrior code right there. Yeah, and, and I, I did, initially I didn't want to do that interview. Uh, I know sometime down the road I'll have to do those things again or whatever, and I, my demeanor will be different, but I've never really been like the trash talker or, you know, the loud mouth. And that, that's just not really my style, you know, like. I respect, I love everybody, I just love fighting, and so if I'm fighting you, I'm going to try to tear your head off, but at the end of the day, you still got, just as, I still got just as much love and respect for you as I do anybody else, but when we started that shit talking, he said some things that were just really below the belt that honestly got to me, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest, you know, and so I'm like, oh, I'm not going to play that game with nobody anymore. So this this weekend, um, and before I ask this question, I bring up you. You know, we've spoke about Bedford a couple times. Um, so this weekend, after you fight Matt Murphy, are you trying to um, get the rematch with with Johnny Bedford, or uh, nope. do, you, do you have your sights no. set on somebody? And you know, else? everybody keeps asking me that, and I'm 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 just going. So whoever hears this interview, I'm going to beat Abner Velasquez. I'm going to beat him bloody. So he's the next Imagine one. Imagine knock him out. I'm going to beat him bloody. That's if he gets past Dak Gwynn. That's if he gets past Dak Gwynn this weekend. And then Dak Gwynn, I'm going to outbox the shit out of him so I, that I can prove that I'm still the number one technical striker at 135 pounds. Regardless of whether Johnny's a champ or not, on paper, I am still the most technical striker. And I will solidify my dominance of that by beating Dak Gwynn. And then, if Johnny... Still has his belt with from whoever he has to defend it against in June, then we can fight again. You know, I'm cool with that. As far as wanting an immediate rematch after fighting Matt, no, I I, I feel like I should have to work my way up. You know, but that, you know, is one fight in. So one win doesn't. You know, I I, I had to fight four people. <laughs> you know, I had to fight yeah. three people just to get a title shot. Abby, granted, he's on a two fight winning streak. I already beat Travis Thompson. I beat Travis Thompson undoubtedly, hands down. He had a war with Travis Thompson. That fight was pretty damn close at mm-hmm. first. And then second, you fought Rick Caruso, who, one, was making his BKF City, BKFC debut after you already fought in an entire tournament. And then two, Rick Caruso is not a bare-knuckle fighter, for real. So you don't get no credit for beating a bum. I just don't believe that. So get past that, Gwen. And yeah... You might have a little bit more credibility, but that doesn't guarantee that doesn't. You don't deserve a title fight because Johnny already knocked you out. You quit. You know, matter of fact, Johnny didn't knock him out. He quit. Mm-hmm. Do you um? So. Do you who do you think they're gonna try to put Bedford up against next? Do you think it's gonna be Jim Allers if if Jim wins this weekend? Um, no, because Bedford's not fighting at one fifty-five. He's fighting between one forty-five and one thirty-five. I thought. Uh, I, th- I thought. I thought Jim Ellers and uh, and Bedford were kind of beefing. Um, I don't know. I uh, like I said, I don't really feed into that, dude. That's the. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I might be I might be mistaken, and if I am, I apologize to uh, Jim Ellers and Johnny Bedford. But yeah, um, definitely. But no, was... Johnny's fighting between one thirty five and one forty five, and I respect that. And everybody's like, "Oh, is he even coming back to one thirty five? I talked to Johnny. He's not the type to give up his belt. You know, he's not going to vacate. He's going to come back to 135, and somebody's going to have to beat him to take it. And I respect that. 
and that's that's a real champion right there. You know? So whoever you know he decides to fight, and they were even talking about making him a, a what is it? A you know I don't even know what the word is where he's got both the one forty five and the one thirty five. Oh, the uh, the unified. Yeah, or unilateral. It's unilateral. unilateral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I couldn't. Dude, I couldn't get I, the word out. I like how you're calling your own shot though, like. Like I, I like how you already have your sights set for the next one. Like that's, that's awesome, man. I uh... yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, I would love a rematch. I would love another crack at the world title. But I feel like, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm trying to solidify my legacy. And winning the world title is not the only thing that's going to solidify my legacy in this sport. Do you um do you follow because... the UFC pretty pretty closely? Uh, here and there. I, I I'll be honest. Um. I was a UFC fan in the early 2000s, but since like 2008 or nine, I, I really haven't been a fan. Dom Cruz said I something. Uh, Dom Cruz said again? something about about the title. He said he didn't he didn't need the title to to uh, be himself. Uh, I suppose that's kind of exactly. What you're yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, it would have been great, you know. And and I'm sure my life would be a little bit different than it is now, but. At the same retrospect, it, it wasn't really about winning just the title because, I mean, we have Joe Beltran as a champ, and, we, and no disrespect, we don't really hear too much about him. Johnny's a champ. We don't really hear too much. Um, who else? Do you uh, think Hell the sport's going to continue to get bigger, though? Oh, of course. Of course. It's, it's, it's going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to – the thing that I like that Dave is doing this year – is he's bringing in not just, you know, UFC veterans and MMA veterans. He's bringing in new talent, too, which is which is the way to go, you know. Bring in guys who can grow up in the BKFC and be solid stars within the organization. That's what's going to propel us to the forefront. And I'm one of those guys. One loss, you know, this is not boxing, you know. One loss doesn't dictate the end of your career, especially if people know that anytime you get in there, you're going to bring that shit. You know, that's what the fans want to see more than anything. I watched the Gary Russell Jr. fight the other night, a world title fight at 126 my weight class, and it was boring as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, I, I don't miss boxing. This was just, it was just, I almost fell asleep, you know, watching the boxing, a world title boxing match, you know? I was actually, I was going to ask you how, you how you felt about, uh, if you if you missed boxing like traditional boxing or not, so you you already you already answered it before I could even ask. I I I love boxing. It's it's where I started, but I love fist fighting. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I started doing MMA too, because I just got bored and tired of boxing after. I, when I first started doing MMA, I already had like 80-something amateur boxing matches, so it was just kind of like, all right, this is getting old, you know? And you were you were talking a second ago about you using a triangle, um, and I've I seen that you, you had an MMA career. Do you uh, do you still train jiu-jitsu or, or full MMA, or do you kind of... Yeah. Pick, yeah? Yeah, we, we still train kickboxing, we still do grappling. When I'm in camp for a bare-knuckle fight, I don't do any any... MMA training other than like the stand up training but when we're not in camp yeah I still I still do jiu jitsu uh, I still do taekwondo because that was like one of my first martial arts um, and uh, submission grappling you know we, we still practice those things because I, I plan on getting back in the cage eventually 
got you. Okay, so so you're not um, – so BKFC isn't where you're going to kind of finish your career off. It's just essentially just uh, just uh, not a stepping stone, but it's just part of the ride, essentially. Well, I, I plan on – I don't know. I can't really – Can't really say. I was, I was telling Joel – I did another interview the other night, and somebody – really close to me said sometimes when you have a plan in your mind and your heart on, set on something you you tell people some things but some things you just keep for yourself mm-hmm. and that's one of the, I have a plan something that I want to do that's going to completely shock the combat sports world and so I'm going to keep that to myself just know that within the next two years it's going to come to fruition and you're going to be an even bigger fan of mine man let me tell you like I said you've got a fan for life in me man I'm I'm your ride or die after this man um, Thank you, man. I, I really appreciate it, Josh. I do. No problem, brother. So before before we end, because I, I know you've been busy all day, man. Like I said, I appreciate you taking your time. Um, outside of your fight this weekend, is there any fight that you're excited for? Are you excited for the Hector Lombard-David Mundell fight? Um, ex- um, I'm excited for the Hunt-Ulysses fight. I am a juggernaut fan. Um, I saw Lorenzo. He does. He doesn't remember it. I saw him fight in the backyard before. <laughs> oh, way, way, way long, long time ago. Um, so I've been, I'm definitely a juggernaut fan all the way. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how the Dad Abby fight goes. I have a vested interest in that. The world knows that. And I, I, I don't really care who wins. I want to fight both of them. I'll fight both of them the same damn night if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't I be the first it. time. So, um... Uh, let me see. Of course, I wanna I wanna see what Hector Lombard comes and does in the BKFC. They've been they've been pitching his name and selling it. I wanna see if he's really about that this BKFC life. Um, of course, in in the Caleb Har- Caleb Harris Tim Ehlers fight, I love both of them so much. Those two gentlemen are are just they're they're amazing fighters, but they are amazing people too. Yeah. And so when you when you find somebody who's a great fighter who can who can get in there and bring it at that level that intensity, but then can just turn around and and be just so humble and open and I just I can't even explain that. So I love both of them. So I'm not taking a side in that fight. <laughs> I gotcha. I, it's I'm it's standing partial. It's hard when two of your two of your friends or two of your favorite fighters when they when they have to fight each other. Like it it always sucks. Like, somebody has to lose, essentially, you know? Yep. Somebody um, has to lose. So, Reggie, before I let you go, man, um, is there yeah. anything you want the, want the fans to know? Um, anything you have coming up outside of the fights this weekend that you want to kind of advertise? The floor is yours, Um, man. I mean, let me see if I can pull this up without you losing. Can you still hear me? Yes, sir. Did I lose you? No, you're oh, here. Can you still hear me? Because first, I have to thank all my sponsors. And, um, and I got a list now because I always be forgetting people. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> I got like 12 there's a sponsor. So, of course, um, I have a sponsor down in Florida, actually, Denware. They're they're coming deep to the fight in, in Fort Lauderdale. They all live in Miami. I got like 10 or 12 people coming to support me, which is dope. Um, they're doing the driving improvement school. Um, he supports me with my nutrition and just, you know, helping out with extra so that's always great. I don't know if you've ever been to cryo or done a cryo treatment. I want I'm to. I'm sponsored by Cryomax, bro. 
Bro, oh, it is life changing. I cannot explain to you just is how rejuvenated I feel every time. Yes. Man, yes. I need to try it. So if anybody out there, if you have a cryo center or whatever, wherever close to you, at least give it a try. It'll it, it will completely Oh, Reggie, I think I, I think I did lose you actually. Thing. Yeah, oh no, you're Can you hear me? Yeah, you're there. Yeah. All right, my bad. That's because I was looking through my list of freaking people, but I got <laughs> it now. Uh, let's see, JK Style and Grill. Um, of course, my home gym, Seven Five Seven Boxing. Uh, I'm sponsored by this drink called Ginger Hills. It's all natural ginger fruit drink, which is great. Uh, Fight Hades MMA, Miss Nikki Booker. She moved away, but she still helps promote me, even all the way. I don't even know where is she at. Missouri, Arkansas, somewhere out there. <laughs> Gordon Customs, they do all my banners, my t-shirts, all that. And then um, my buddy, Dr. Lee, Travis Lee Institute. He, and, he, and that's one of the perks about being me too. Even in, I met Dr. Lee in a really bad place. And he saw potential in me and the yearning to be a better person than I was at the time. And when I came home, you know, from doing my prison time, uh, like I said, I hit the ground running, started moving forward. In my... oh, uh, Reggie, I think I'm losing you. I think I think it's because you have something else pulled up on the on the screen there. Oh, can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I I heard. Uh, you got you me. The, yeah, you All hit right. the ground running. Yeah, and he is always. That's one of the fortunes. I have a, a a friend that is a doctor who. You know, if I and I never call on him unless I really need something. You know, like if I'm truly, truly hurt or sick or something. But to have that kind of support is, is, is fortunate, especially for a fighter. You know. <laughs> yeah. And who? Because uh, who was that again? Medical bills get expensive. Uh, Doctor Travis Lee of Travis Lee Institute. He's a, a psych, psych, psych. I can't even pronounce the word. It's like a sports fitness and family medicine doctor. Gotcha. And he, he, I always ask him all the time how to pronounce it. But yeah, those are those are my my ten sponsors that I have right now. My sister at Atlantic Sue the Beast, she sponsors me too. She's a realtor. But yeah, man. And then, freaking yeah, man. I just I the whole seven five seven, bro. If anybody y'all are listening when y'all tune in, thank you all for the love and support. I I can't even explain it, man. I'm I'm very fortunate, you know, going through what I went through to be where I'm at now to have the kind of love and support I do and so I just try to exemplify it and share it with other people and you know project positivity and promote them to be the best they can or whatever they want to do in life that is awesome brother I absolutely love it man it, it has been an honor talking to you um, if people want to follow thank you, you so on much Instagram, Josh sorry. yeah do you want to follow me on Instagram it's it's a uh, underscore EAZ underscore E easy um, of course, my Facebook page, Reggie Easy Barnett Jr., my fan page. Go give that a like. Check out some of my training videos. Uh, look at some of my sponsor stuff, what they have to offer. And then make sure y'all tune in. It's going down Saturday, live on pay-per-view from the Greater Fort Lauderdale Convention Center. Uh, it is a stacked, absolutely stacked first card of the year. Um... You know, everybody is hungry and ready to go. So make sure y'all tune in, man. That is awesome, man. Um, if you want to order the pay-per-view, it is www.bareknuckle.tv. Um, 
and you can also still buy your tickets. So everybody in Florida listening, because you know I'm, I'm here in Florida, I'm actually thinking about making that drive for you, brother. Hey, if you come to the show, we're going to definitely get a pick. We'll chop it up for a little bit. We can do yeah, a live yeah. interview. Hell yeah, man. Hey, man, good luck this weekend, man. And uh, I'll send you a couple messages throughout the week, man. But I appreciate it again, brother. Thank you so much, Josh. Um, you have a great evening. And I look forward to talking with you again soon. You as well, brother. All right, have a good night, man. Bye. Bye. Awesome. So that was uh, Reggie Barnett Jr. He fights this weekend. Um, as he said, the Greater Fort Lauderdale Center, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, February fifteenth, twenty twenty. Come, uh, come, give that guy some love. That dude definitely deserves it. Um, I want to send a quick thank you to Vince Anderson of uh, of the, the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships, who set up um, who set up the interview for me, um, and just thank the BKFC for all the love that they they give. Um, with that being said, this was the first interview of the uh, of the new year, and uh, I was very pleased to share it with Reggie. Um, he's an absolutely awesome dude. If you guys don't know his story, we didn't really get a chance to, to dive too, too far into it, but that is an absolute warrior. Um, so definitely go give him a follow, and uh, keep in contact. I've got Travis Thompson coming on tomorrow. Um, I might have another podcast with Scotty Blackburn tomorrow. I have... Uh, a huge list of people I'm just contacting one by one so uh, definitely definitely stay tuned and uh, I definitely appreciate everybody listening so everybody have a good night and uh, thank you for listening <laughs>